Good evening. This evening's Dharma talk is titled Action Flood. Action, action, flood, flooded action. Everything's flooded with this and that and movement this way and this way. And we keep adding and subtracting and dividing and coming this way and coming that way, going this way, going that way. It's uh, a kind of mesmerizing and it's uh, kind of guides us and it causes us to show up with wanting this, not wanting that. It's a constant uh, movement all the time. Um, Trump Rinpoche used to call it a speedy mind, very speedy and very on the move. The idea, I was uh, endeavoring to come up with a, a little bit better title, but that's what showed up. So it's the idea of things being flooded with movement this way and that way. Even our sitting meditation, sometimes when we sit down to train the mind to look very clearly at what is coming and going and just observe without grasping, rejecting, or shutting down, we quite often can get flooded with that. And interestingly enough, that it's uh, it's just about observing that. If you, if you join it, uh, either by actually joining or if you join it by rejecting it, which is another kind of joining or opposing something, you you give it its uh, its singularity, its separateness by, I don't want that, I don't like that, I'm against that, I want to stop that. It's like wanting to stop your mind from chattering. Not a good idea. I'm not saying you couldn't do that, but probably would be quite difficult. So the idea is to look at the way in which we continue continue to flood our mind uh, with all kinds of uh, shoulds and shouldn'ts and rights and wrongs and ups and downs back and forth, all kinds of analysis. And we get, we use the, not only our, what is uh, being downloaded in our own mind or what other people are saying to us in our immediate environment, but also the, our whole environment around us is constantly showing up as this and that and this and that. We're flooded with that. And then what do we do instead of just receiving that, which might be a good idea, to just see what is happening in terms of its its fundamental nature, its texture, uh, just before anybody has an opinion about it, just before anybody says, oh, oh I don't like that. Or this, uh, you know, I saw that coming. That's another kind of a sneaky cover-up. Ego mind, self-centered mind, the narcissistic mind, the mind is full of pride, full of uh, self-centeredness and so on, is very tricky, full of tricks. So basically just wanted to, I'm doing a lot of talking lately, so sometimes uh, topics are a little difficult. On the other hand, I, I very much like to talk about how to take the very confusion that is arising as your personality, your pluses and minuses and the various things that you like about yourself, possibly don't like, we should get rid of, how to take that, just to see it as a flood, see everything happening as you're being flooded with. So that, that brings all of the separation, all of the individual, individual objects or thoughts or patterns or memories or uh, perceptions or estimations, evaluations, and all the other Asians. There's tons of them. Uh, those things will take us on uh, a journey that makes it look like we're figuring things out. Sometimes we'll even say, I got to figure this out. I just, I don't know what to do about that freezer down the basement that's too big, it's too wide, and the doorway's too narrow. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not a very good example, but we run into things like that where we just can't figure out how to get the freezer out of that room. It, apparently, the room is built around the freezer. 
uh, which some people do that, very tricky. And in some sense, your your life is shows up around uh, your karma. Another way of saying that, maybe a more confusing way of saying it, is everything is arising in your mind. Everything. And the reason for talking in these per, uh, riddles or backward kind of logic is to help you, to encourage you to uh, relax a little bit, release your grip, have a little bit of a sense of humor around that very, very serious part of the mind that wants something else, and to allow a little bit of uh, a gap, uh, allow a little bit of space. Sometimes that shows up, often that shows up, almost always, not knowing, not understanding, not getting it. So very difficult to return to uh, space, whether in uh, sitting meditation or post-meditation in everyday life situation, very difficult to just return to a simple situation of just receiving. Uh, in our everyday life, pretty impossible to do that just with a, an idea about it. I'm going to try to do that. Uh, but if one is training one's mind on the cushion, sit down, hold still, which I talk about over and over and over and have for many, many years, sit down, hold still, watch the movement. Then an understand, a deeper understanding, wordless understanding, starts to arise about the nature of the observing aspect of consciousness. And also a deep understanding begins to show up about what is being observed. This is, this is not something you can talk about much, although there are a lot of books that, that do build up a lot of concepts around those ideas of outside, inside, before and after, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, and so on. It seems to be necessary to do this ourselves, to realize this ourselves. And so when I, uh, anytime I get a question from someone about something, I, I get somewhat of an idea kind of where they're at on that, not by, not by a gradation where I could come back and say, you're getting a C plus today. Yesterday you had B minuses, but you know, you just improved. You got a plus, even if it is a C. I never could figure out those ways of grading. Maybe they don't even do that anymore. So. So it's not about watching what's happening and then jumping away from that to see how good you're doing. That actually is a waste of time from the point of view of seeing clearly, awakening yourself and seeing more deeply into the fundamental nature of your life, your, your, your me, this me and that other, seeing deeply into that to see that it's fundamentally uh, without uh, identity. Identity is discontinuous. I'm sure you a little simple way. I'm sure you've noticed that sometimes if you're if you come into a room with a person you enjoy being around, a friendly person who who appreciates your everything about you, and uh, just kind of ignores the things that are false or self-deceptive about you, because they like you or they love you. And then if you come into a room that that's all another person or that person comes into the room that that's all they see are your faults, and they don't mind kind of reminding you about them. Uh, you notice how you get we get our identity. We get that what we call ego or the identity. We actually get that from others. We we actually it's, it's fueled by a plus and a minus situation. If you're if you're clear about what this is and you're clear about what identity is, I'm not saying those won't won't show up as feeling not so good and feeling better, but they won't go any further than that. It'll just be that feeling. And then if you try to take it any further, there's no one who's going to accept that or reject that or look away. There's no person there. There is a consciousness is observing that very clearly, maybe more clearly than it ever has observed it. 
Because it not only sees that, it sees the motivation behind the person who said that. It sees the motivation behind the, and, and about the person that you, uh, are that is untrue. In other words, identity doesn't go anywhere. But we keep looking for it to disappear as we meditate. I wonder, why am I less, am I less egotistical? We might even ask our friend, you know, slip him a couple bucks. You know, am I doing better? Tell my friends, tell my, tell my wife how good I'm doing. What a nice person I am. Always about a relative kind of, anytime you're looking for something else about this, something else about this, something else about this, then that's the very nature of what the Buddha pointed out 2,500 years ago. dependent origination. No self, there's no self in the skandhas, form, feeling, perception, concept, and consciousness. There's no solid being there. There's something going on, but it's more like a daisy chain. More like a uh, energy, different kinds of energy, different kinds of consciousness, and different aspects or qualities of consciousness comes together and locks arms and protects some kind of uh, center. And, and there is no center. There is not even a fringe. Junchu has a question. Yes. She asks, um, actually she has two. The first is, what is the nature of movement? So different ways of talking about that. And um, you can go into physics or something like that, which I can't do. But it is a. It seems to show up as contrast. There's a there's a foreground, a middle ground, a background. There are apparent objects that move. Uh, that seem to the background seems to hold still, and the something moves through. Just like when you sit down and hold very still and hold as still as you can without being rigid, you notice that there's a movement in the mind of thoughts, emotions, feelings, judges. Judging you know, memory and so on. So the, the very nature of it is, I'm not sure if this will be helpful to you uh, and what you're looking for. If you want something more scientific, perhaps, but uh, I would just say it's a uh, uh, ignorance. It's a cover up. Her second question then is, can we drown in the flood of movement? You know, the awareness tends to get get drawn down into that and the awareness uh, gets submerged in this and then that's coming and then now this is happening sometimes we even say this oh my gosh i'm so busy i can't get anything done what time's running out and we tie ourselves in knots over it so even even those those uh, uh, uh monks and uh lay practitioners and and others uh, pra- uh monastery residents that are sitting many hours a day still uh, get tied up in that. What's the difference? They're more aware they're flooded by this. If you're actually in the flood, you because you get you kind of get used to it. You, that's just what life is like. If this is coming, that's going. I got to get to this. And need to hurry to that. You don't have to particularly change any of that. But if you if you spend some time just holding still, doing meditating, hold still, don't do much. Try to do quite a bit of it, more than just twenty minutes an hour a day. A little bit more than that, if you can. Do some block sitting. Have you heard me talk about that? So sit down, uh, s- strike the gong, and stay there for four hours, unless you get up. And if you don't understand that, there's plenty of room for questions there, because it's about the form, and uh, it is not about obeying the form. This is uh, a, this is very situational. When the, If the situation is, you would like me to help you train your mind, I can do that. And how would I do that? Sit down and use forms to help you with your awareness rather than just uh, get a strong uh, uh, compliment to your your narcissism about how good you are at 
always obeying or following the forms or doing a perfect gasho or uh, completely coming and uh, tending the altar and lighting incense and never never doing anything wrong, making an extra noise or dropping anything, bumping into anything. So we look, look for a credential there sometimes. She has another question. If movement is ignorance, is stillness the lack of ignorance? Well, conceptually, they're both ignorance, but they're ways of pointing nature of consciousness. It's basically uh, not moving and it's uh, still and silent. Phenomena, the phenomena is what comes out of this. It's with trees and human beings and flowers and suns and moons and birds. Movement, movement coming out of that. Shoto has a question. What is trained during the four-hour block set if it's not about sitting the whole time? What is trained is the awareness. The, what shows up there is the way you, in your particular neurosis, use the common Western term, your neurosis, your difficulty, your confusion, your self-deception about wanting this and wanting that and not wanting this and getting tired of that happening and wishing for more of this and more of that and so on. So what is trained is the, the awareness, uh, prajna, uh, the, the wisdom which crosses over between this and that, between the polarity, the wisdom that begins to see deeply into the nature of relative truth, deeply into it and sees that it's, it's a lie, it's, it's untrue. And so to go back to your question, what is trained is, is just the awareness itself. So it's not, not a what, it's not a thing, it's not a phenomenon. It's uh, um, what we're doing. You could even say that we're training the, e the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the pushing and pulling mind to just slow down, back up a few inches, and allow the spaciousness that's already there. It's like the cloud that's been floating through the through the sky. Finally, looks around and sees that it's it's there's sky everywhere. There's nothing, nothing else anywhere. So. The, it may it may show up as training, as noticing that you're not quite so quick to jump on an opinion or an idea about yourself or someone else. You're you give the benefit of the doubt, give the benefit of the doubt to the person who functions as the teacher. You give the benefit of the doubt to other practitioners who are also studying with that teacher, um, and studying maybe in the same the same text, same teaching. Give give them the benefit of the doubt, even though you see their they're confused in some way that you're not quite sure what that is because your kind of confusion is you might have it all figured out and they don't. Yes. Um, Eric Wilson asks, can we decide to stop indulging emotions, identity, or do we have to exhaust ourselves? That's the only two choices I get. Mm -hmm. So far. I had another one, but you know, if I have to pick one of those, then I would say uh, probably exhaust. But you won't feel exhausted. I might have other responses, but I, when I get when I get just either or, it's pretty much trapped me there. Yes. Uh, a follow up question: Would sitting the whole time train us better that walk than walking those four hours and coming back? Okay. So here, let's, let's go. This you go. You come in and you sit down. This is just something that uh, I don't know if it came from somewhere else, but. Seems like something that uh, that showed up here. So I'm not saying somebody isn't doing isn't doing it somewhere. My way of understanding forms is to observe the forms, not to obey them or follow them. Because you can get really good at obeying and following and obeying and following, and actually develop a uh, fine patina around the the uh, self-centered mind that 
doesn't do anything but just show up as a pretty smart and pretty wise and pretty head of the game and pretty much able to just stay with all the forms much better than other people. So the idea is you you, you set up the form, you start, and it's one o'clock, and four hours later, you come back, or you're still there, and you do that. That's the way you do it on your own or by yourself. And hold the form as long as you can, and then notice what happens when you get up to leave. If after 25 minutes, then no one's sitting behind you with a uh, with a stick, not, at least not in our monastery. No one's sitting there uh, scolding you or telling you to you know, don't rub your nose or don't blow your nose or like they would in some monasteries, which I have been in, where they do tell you, don't blow your nose. So, and if you're there, then you should do what they say. So the idea there is to observe the way your particular dynamic, some one day, it seems like you can just stay there the whole day, the whole four hours. You got up maybe twice, went to the went to the restroom, came back, maybe got some water, a cup of tea or something. And I sat down and you were just kind of there. Maybe a lot happened. Maybe you, you, maybe there's a lot of daydream going on. Maybe not. But the awareness would be primary there. The form is meant to help you with your awareness, not to give you something to do better than other people or to do so that you can say, I sat for four hours. And my block sitting was better than yours. I saw you get up and went and get a sandwich and you came back in and you looked out the window then I saw you grab your phone, go out, and you probably call somebody. You know, so here we are. It's our sitting, but instead of doing that, we're evaluating somebody else. Because that's how we that's how we get our identity is from others, apparent others. We're better than them, we're worse than them, we're as good as them, 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 them. So one more thing about it is that area in there, if you're endeavoring, which is the way I talk about it, if you're endeavoring to uh, to stay there. Not not a not a I'm not talking about a macho kind of staying here, but just endeavor to stay there. You'd like to train your mind, you'd like to stay there. But if your knee starts to hurt, it doesn't go away. You might give it a couple of minutes, but if it doesn't go away, you might have to move and stretch it. Uh if you're if you get really, really restless, rather than stay there and force the issue, you might respect the restlessness. In other words, receive the restlessness. And, and then you may have to get up and do something. You may not. But if you're on receive, Shoto. Then you'll do whatever's appropriate situationally. You won't have some kind of Jabberwocky coming in and say, you, know, you probably could sit there a little bit longer. I think you got up too early. Uh, I think, uh, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. I'm trying to get the perfect uh, block set or something. There's no such thing. The block set is meant to train your awareness. Not, it's not a form for you to, uh, it's not like, a, you know, you're lime green and you need to jump in that jello mold. No, it's just, it's just, a, just a form. Sit down, we sit down. Maybe bow, hold our seat, look, and just sit there. It's a long time. After about uh, about an hour and a half, two hours, maybe three and a half at the most, uh, the self-centered mind just starts to doze off. It just gets tired of being somebody because right? it takes a lot of energy. Have you noticed? To just be somebody and be somebody. And my thoughts and this thought and that thought and this thought. It's tiring. We get nauseated with samsara, but you can't get nauseated with it unless you look right at it, right into it. Look at that, what, that action waves. Just at this side, doing this, and then that, and then this thought comes, and then that. And just it's just wave after wave after wave of crap. 
It's about seeing that. It's not about sitting there and calling it crap like I just did. But it's about sitting, sit, sitting still, holding still, and watching the movement. And by doing that, your, your own body-mind complex is the contrast for the movement. And you'll notice the spaciousness in that situation. Even if after 25, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, you get up, go get a sandwich, have a sandwich, come back, sit down, maybe go look out the window for, I don't know, five or 10 minutes. You don't even time it. You just look out and you reflect on your body moving into the kitchen, back out again. There's a little bit of uh, uh, ordinary meditation in action. Not something you're doing as a form, but something that is in, is a form that shows up with your particular form of um, uh, confusion, your particular your particular style of shutting out your Buddha nature, that begins to show up as you walk, as you notice, you notice the thoughts that arise that you're walking out. And instead of just walking out, you're wondering if the, the, the Doan is, who's been sitting there for the last three and a half hours, you're wondering what they're thinking about you leaving. And they're wondering what you're thinking about how still they're sitting. Tell me that isn't happening. I know what's happening there. I've done a little bit of this myself. We're always thinking about what people are thinking about. And, it's, and, and just to see that, to have a form like this, it's a four-hour block that says, sit down, hold still, watch what happens, do it for four hours. And that means after two hours, you may get up and go out and watch uh, reruns of, uh, what's that, Mayberry? <laughs> you might not. You might go take a nap. But you need to come, in order to do the form, here's what I require about the form of your Listening to me, cars. End the form, and then you have you have an understanding of what that form is for you. Someone sitting right next to you might have sat the entire form, hardly even moving at all. As far as you're concerned, that means nothing. When I say nothing, of course it's going to mean something, but just don't take whatever arises. That's fine. But anything on top of that, like, well, I shouldn't be thinking that. Whatever you're thinking about that is exactly perfect. And it will show up that way because that's where you're at in grade school. I'm not saying we're in grade school, but that's where we're at in the path is whatever happens, whatever happens, that's it. And if you do anything with it, you, you just spin in that area until you eventually see that that is just that. And then we find without any movement at all, we find we're... We're seeing things from a little bit different understanding than we were before. We realize that sitting and not sitting are not that much different. But that doesn't mean that you can just, well, I'm not going to sit anymore. I think I'm pretty enlightened. If you think you're enlightened, come and talk to me about it. I'd love to hear that story. Other questions? Uh, from Tupton in New, Z uh, New Zealand. Tupton. She says, my ego mind has long thought it could only rely on this person. Now, I find I can't rely on that either. Is there more beyond awareness I can do with the arising post-it note of disappointment? Just, just read them, but don't read them twice. And don't, after you read the post-it note, don't add three more to it. You got one yellow one, now you need a couple of pink ones in there, maybe some salmon-colored ones. I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of you. I'm just saying that don't add, don't do the math. Be a be a simple. Just just simply receive that. Be kind to yourself and just treat those aspects of your mind, those uh, that uh, those shreds of thought patterns, those waves of the mind. When when they come, uh, just 
just be welcoming. Just let them come. Don't, if you can, don't make up post-it notes, but if post-it notes arise spontaneously, greet them. That's it's, uh, one of the things you can say if, if it helps us. You don't have to do this, but you could say it in your mind's ear. Thank you very much. I have no complaints whatsoever. Thank you. This is this is it's like reverse generosity, or maybe it's not even reverse. It's just greeting everything and being very kind and generous and welcoming. Give everything your attention. You don't have to love something. You just have to see that there isn't anything but that. And it's not some fancy kind of emotion. Love, actual deep love or karuna is not an emotion, not a feeling. There may be feelings flying around, just like birds in the sky. But the sky doesn't see one thing or another. It just sees wisdom. Susan Alcott has a question. Susan. Please describe the gap or space for increasing awareness. The gap or space. If I'm understanding your question, then uh, the response that's showing up here after a little bit of uh, waiting uh, is that the very things that are arising are pointing out the space. The very thing that is showing up is, is the space. It's not separate from the space. It just looks that way. So therefore, we continue to look at that particular object or thought pattern or elaboration, whatever it may be, until and, and just do it. Just receive it. Don't add to it. Don't add 15 more comments on it. No elaboration. Just see it. The way you can tell if you're probably just there seeing it is you won't know exactly what it is. There might be a lot of little question marks around it. That's usually some kind of indication that you, you're releasing your grip on the demand of what? No stuff. The, ban began, the, the demand to not, you're just not going to settle for that, uh, that particular uh, um, uh, minimalist uh, situation that is coming at you. But do it anyway. Keep it very simple. Be, be a simpleton, you could say, not not the identity of a simpleton, but, but take a simple approach, just receive, just receive. Do a lot of it. I, I don't I don't know, this probably can be done by sitting an hour a day or something like that, but it certainly, it certainly doesn't look like it. It seems to be necessary to set some time aside, either an hour a day or two hours a day, four hours a day perhaps, four hours a month. But set, time, set aside some daily, if you can, even if it's a few minutes, some daily, and then try to find some time, set it, plan it ahead a little bit, and sit for four or five hours, or or join a join a retreat. Uh, we may, um, I don't know. We have two uh, online four hour blocks. It's every Thursday morning from seven till eleven, and from uh, one to five. We don't do anything but sit. We chant no sutras. Nothing is read. There's no book study that day. Uh, we just somebody somebody comes in and strikes the bell. We sit there for four hours and some people get up and walk out and, uh, and come back. And some people come back and sit for an hour and then leave. You're totally welcome to come and go uh, either on Zoom or, uh, of course, in the monastery. You can't come and go because that's pretty much COVID-19 uh, parabola. So you know, just watch the movement without adding or without particularly strategizing about how to get more awareness. Is that who who you actually are is awareness, your actual identity, but it's covered up by, you know, the barnacles of karma, life and death, and up and down, back back and forth, success and failure, and I got this and I got this and I lost that, and she did that, they did this, I did this, and this all builds up in this huge Shakespearean uh, uh, labyrinth of all the things that have happened and come and gone and come and gone. Here we are again. 
except this time you've stumbled into the, the Buddha's Dharma, which is saying, take another look at this before the body-mind goes back into the elements. Find out who this is. Not this guy, but find out who that is. Find out who that is. So there's no doubt. You don't have to get your identity from me or from anyone. Wendy has a question. Wendy from Traverse City. Does never leaving the cushion feel like one long block set? Wendy, do you carry your cushion around with you everywhere? <laughs> Stitch your butt. <laughs> um, I mean, there's different ways I can interpret that. So I'm not sure uh, where you're going with it. Maybe you could clarify a little bit. I could respond to it. But I'd rather make sure I'm responding to what you're asking me rather than make further corny jokes about it. Junchu has another question. That'd be a good one. How do we see our identity in all of this movement? How do I see our how do we see how our, do we see our identity in all of this movement? If you see all of the movement, that is your identity, not separate. But you have you have to see every single inch of it, scratch, every pinpoint, every little piece of glomeruli in your kidneys. You have to see everything. And another way of saying it is everything is your identity. You're right in front of you. This is one reason to have a teacher is so that you, so that the mind of the teacher and the mind of the student, you can see they're not two different things. Until you see that, continue to practice, continue to sit, continue to question, continue, continue, continue. Jisho has a question. The flood seems more intense during sitting practice. Is that because I am less aware off the cushion, or is it because the flood gets intensified during sitting practice? Damn, another one of those either-or questions. <laughs> this is again. Is that because? Uh, the flood seems more intense during yeah. sitting practice. Okay, wait. Yep. Is that because I am less aware off the cushion? Wait, wait, wait. Let me think about that. Okay. Yeah. Or now, if I were to ask Uno that, she's a real smart ass, she would say, yes, <laughs> does it all the time. But since you're asking me, I'm going to try to give you the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to say, if I understand how that question is arising, I would just say you're just seeing the variable nature of it, that there's no footholds or handholds anywhere in any kind of imputation or concept about any end of that or of those that polarity situation. Uh, will change uh, in order to promote what? That one who is looking for a thing that is the truth or is right or is correct. So that that the questions are they're fine and I don't mind the either or that's fine. But the but the identity that is looking for that, that's what we need to say. Who wants to know who wants to know that? What 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 is that I want to know? What is who want who is that that wants to know that? You know, that that may I'm, I'm not saying you would have to make that kind of a, a specification, but any kind of elaboration around that just seems to get very circular. Although it can seem uh, quite appropriate and even uh, even uh, erudite to say, "Oh, this it could be this, or it could be that," and and you, me, and anyone, uh, I mean, probably even Choka, maybe could come in and explain that. <laughs> Sorry, Choka, I had to use somebody. When Wendy's response to your question uh -oh. <laughs> is, ha-ha, just quoting you. Oh, hmm. I said that? <laughs> she is trying to embarrass me, isn't she? <laughs> Never leaving the cushion. 
one long Be good. Yes. To your question. Uh, Jiuzan has a question. Yes. Is someone who sees what this is flooded with actions? They could be because they're not for anything, against anything, refusing anything, accepting anything, not doing anything. But when I say but, even but is extra. It's just this, always. It may be flood, it may be, but it's all completely unreal. And it is dependently arisen. It's the attachment to the flood. But in order to see, and hear me say but again, in order to see that, you have to see, in order to see the flood part and acknowledge it, what it is, like just a kind of useless or meaningless, or it's just a, a lot of energy being expelled, we have to watch the way in which we are attached to what is in, what is flooding us, attached to right, attached to wrong, attached, hope and fear. Our whole society is, you hear, especially with the COVID-19, you hear people talking about hope, as people title their books, uh, hope in hard times or uh, hope when everything is hopeless, here's some hope. And, and the very idea of hope, it's not that we, if we don't, have a little bit of that, but we tend to overdo that. And it it does not deal with fear in the appropriate way. It, it tries to banish fear by just having hope. Shoka has a question. Yes. He asks, what does not getting your identity from others look like? Well, you would know who you are. This doesn't mean that someone's criticism of you wouldn't, or uh, like situations you run into recently where you're upset about what somebody said about what somebody did or something like that. That I'm not saying that that might not be aggravating, but you'd also see deeply the why that was why that was happening. And you would also see deeply how you uh, personally get hooked by anybody taking your inventory about anything. It's not just you see someone's doing that. You see someone's doing that and you're pissed. You don't like it. You're upset about it. Not wrong. It's just dependent origination. And so it's that. But what is missed by that is that the, the one who is upset is unreal. The thing that's happening is totally about dependent origination. But there's no actual being. There's a body-mind complex, but there's no solid identity by the name of uh, Shoka or Justin or any, or any. There's no solid person. And if we... If we see that, then anger may come and it may go, but it will it will not leave a mark on the sky. The anger may show up because, dependently arisen, you're still in a body form, bound to have emotions come and go. I've been doing this a long time, and emotions. Sometimes I will even say, and because I'm trying to convey what this is about, I say nothing has happened, and then people who knew me 20, 30 years ago will say. Yeah, something's changed. There's something different about you. But mm, not exactly. Shoto asks, is it the ego who wants to know? Yeah, it's the make sure, it's the, the ego, the, the part of the mind that, that thinks something is missing and it needs something, wants something, or is not going to get something, or deserves something, or doesn't deserve something. So, yeah, it's the, it's the construct of me and myself and my ideas and my feelings. Uh, you're doing it all the time. And not just you, but any, anyone is doing this all the time. Some people get very, very fancy at it, so it's very hard to see that there's a self-centeredness behind it. But there usually is on some level. And, and we're not here to <laughs> be mean to anybody and shake our finger and stop being so self-centered. No, that, 
so that you can see it's unreal and you can transcend it. Because if you transcend it, then the ego is still around. It still might even, you know, make a mess somewhere, but screw something up, misunderstand something. Probably won't last too long. There might be something there. If the force of one's karma is uh, really powerful, then even if one realizes uh, one's uh, true nature, Buddha nature, uh, you had complete anusra samyak sambodhi in your lifetime, stuff's still going to happen. It's like that Zen monk said a couple hundred years ago. He said, well, now that I'm enlightened, I'm just as miserable as ever. I always like that one. That was two or three hundred years ago. So, yes, it's the ego, the false, uh, the, the, the invented, protected, paranoid, fearful self. So I say, you've heard me say this many times. I'll say it again. Uh, rise up out of, here's the fear. Rise up out of the fear. Drop down out of the paranoia. That's not not the heart chakra necessarily. Maybe not the blood pumping organ, but just this, just this thinking, not uh, fearful. Just, just uh, you could say it's just about moving the awareness, or not. Maybe the awareness is already there. And I'd even take it further and saying, maybe you need to stay here. Or three other people need to do this. Someone else may, might need to stay in the paranoia. You, you could decide. And how do you decide? Don't decide. If you decide, then we're back to more polarity. Shadow has a follow-up question. He asks, is seeing who we are the same as seeing that we're not that ego? It's the same as seeing that we're not only that ego, we're everybody's ego, and we're responsible for everything, and everything's our fault all at once. As Sir Coben said, and I can't help but quote him, <laughs> it shows up all the time. Falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, falling apart, nothing to do, everything all at once. And then everything all at once means that, that our concept of time is uh, uh, everything just goes into the sinkhole of realization or the starburst of realization if you want something more uh, less homely. Senshu has a question. Senshu. If we see ourselves moving, is the movement still confusion? Not necessarily. The, the awareness of that, the awareness of the confusion is not exactly confusion. The, the awareness that things are getting cloudy and lightening up and getting cloudy over here. This is getting darker. This is turning inward and this is creating more whirlpools. The awareness of that uh, um, is not exactly uh, being uh, totally wrapped up in the confusion that you, your ego mind is saying, this is totally appropriate because of blah, 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 and this and this. And I, I'm, I'm only doing this because of that and I'm only doing this because of that. And it's so very complicated. So if you if you just have your own mind to sit down and look at the wall, but some people don't, they have more than their own mind. They have other people's minds. Lots, there's lots of ways that this can show up. So anytime uh, you, uh, maybe not me, Maybe some other teacher. Anytime you meet anyone who's functioning as a teacher, um, look at see if they're setting boundaries on things. Because uh, if they don't understand natural boundary, they'll try to control things, including you. And I try to control things, but people don't mind me. When they don't mind me, then I change their name. <laughs> you know who you are. No, I'm just teasing. So Gwen, so Gwen just needed to have a garden name, so we just moved a private name up to. The, the front row. Um, and a question here uh, came to email earlier today from Nettie in Berlin. Nettie. 
And um, she asks, uh, what should I do? The neighbor wants to harm us. Very difficult, very tricky. My question is, how to stop? Thank you. Well, that's, uh, I, you know, I wish I could help you. I don't know. It's just so, such a, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have such great neighbors here either. So uh, I, I don't know. I would have to hear more about it if you wanted to ex explain more in the, uh, in the letter or uh, Nettie, I'd be happy to respond to you, but I don't know how to how to do that. It would depend on the threat, depend on the proximity. Depend, there's so much, so many, it's so situational. I mean, if it's really bad, I'd say get out of there. But then uh, with this kind of situation, how do we with a pandemic and everything? Very difficult. I'd be happy to talk to you more. I'm not turning you away. So if you want to write another email, explain more what's happening, maybe send it to Unio. I'll take a look at it and respond to you. Or through our, our Soka Koji Gmail, I have access to that. Oh, Soka Koji Gmail would be Which good. she's done before. Okay, good. Yeah. Do that. No, we'll take a look at it, and I might be able to help you, but well, we'll see. We'll try. I do not see any other questions. Okay. We do have another minute. We have a minute. One more question, maybe, especially from somebody who hasn't asked a question. All right, from somebody who's asked a question. Okay, we're good. Everybody's sleepy. It's nine o'clock. A fifty-minute talk. That's all I wanted. I had a bunch to say there, but that was just—it's like the, the responses to questions are like fifty or sixty. Uh, what did they call those before? Ones that are behind me waiting to come in out of the wings. Can't remember. I don't remember. She didn't remember, so she's my memory. Okay, here we go. Dedicate the merit. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions and the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddha's Temple Monastery, our Sangha families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light.